Blog Talk Radio. One, two, one, two, three, four. Good evening, everybody. Happy 2016. Hope everybody's having a wonderful new year. You know, I always sit here and say, wow, it's hard to believe it's the next month, but isn't time flying by? I just sit back and say, where'd the time go? One minute it's the summer, it's like 90 degrees, and the next minute it's uh, Christmas and the holiday season. Although it didn't really feel like it here on the East Coast, we had 70 degree weather uh, Christmas Day, and basically I was in a short sleeve shirt. Go figure. But uh, some people say it didn't feel like Christmas, still did. You know, you got your tree up, you got your holiday decorations up. It's great stuff. But uh, if you can't recognize my voice, that means my cold and a sinus infection or issue, whatever was going on, is now cleared. So I won't have a scratchy throat or sound congested here on the show. So I was able to get some good rest, but uh, glad to be back after a two-week hiatus and ready to start the, the new year live here. Uh, we got an amazing uh, lineup this year. We haven't fully published it yet because one of the things that we're working on is getting the talent squared away. And, and a lot of times what you'll find out as a startup or as an early entrepreneur, you can run into challenges where people don't really know you, your name's not out there, and they don't really understand what you're doing. No matter how many times you're blue in the face and you can explain it. You know, For example, I called uh, somebody's agent to get somebody on the show here. And they're like, who are you? What are you calling about? And I talked to them like 10 minutes before. So, you know, you got to roll with it and you got to understand that's, that's how it is. But once you start to build up an audience like we have been here and start to move forward, it's uh, nothing but the best. So it's going to be a great year. I do know that uh, some of the guests we have confirmed, uh, we are uh, going to have Orrin Claff. He is the author of Pitch Anything in the Six Minute Pitch. He's uh, wildly successful. He's all over the globe traveling, uh, one of the best salespersons in the world. And um, he's going to be on in mid-March. So that's going to be very, very exciting to have him. We're also lining up a few other guests like Jeffrey Hazlett and Brian Wright, uh, some very cool people pretty soon here. And, and kind of as we've had the format, it'll probably be a special guest one week. We'll get to really interview deeply with them about their careers, go deep, below surface level uh, layers and things, and kind of find out all about them and the challenges and the successes they've had in their careers. And then every other week, we'll follow up on a topic, something like this. And Today's uh, topic is New Year's resolutions and why they don't work. So we'll get into some of the psychology as to why things don't work, because I'm definitely guilty of, of setting resolutions in the past, but I've fully changed my whole mentality, my whole way, and it's been a huge, huge difference. It's been complete night and day, I mean, total 360. So, But uh, we've rumbled into 2016 here and wanted to let everybody know, finally, joewu.com is live and up. So if you have any career needs or any challenges, uh, please reach out to me. All the information is on the website. That's J-O-E-W-O-O.com for those of you who are new and listening in here. But I built this site basically through a grassroots effort and with my bare hands, basically. Uh, it's a labor of love. It took uh, many, many years for this to come to fruition. But as they say, to put your head down, roll up your sleeves and keep going and uh you keep persisting things and things will work out and that's how it is. And obviously it's phase one. I'm already starting to work on a phase two, but please go check it out. There's some really great stuff out there. If you're an employer specifically, uh, especially in our area, we'll get to some, some topics later, but I help out uh, employees who might be looking for a career transition or might be struggling in their career. I've got a lot of programs, a lot of experience to talk about, and I have seminars that really work well and get underneath the 
uh, the initial layers of why somebody is, is struggling or where they don't need to be. And especially if they're laid off or they're looking for a career transition, I'm the person that can certainly help you. And uh, especially with nowadays, a lot of the employee engagement programs you see out there are really not not working. Uh, there's a lot of fluff, a lot of crap that's out there. And I hate to hate to sound harsh, but the reality is, is it's a lot of BS and hokey stuff that's out there. Um, I've really studied under some great schools and some great mentors. Uh, my, my mentor, Joe White's phenomenal. Check him out at Get Life Coaching as well, too. Um, and he's just a great guy and got me really into uh, firewalking and a lot of different things. So my uh, employee engagement programs really run from focus groups to you know, financial wisdom. And that's something you'll see a lot of, a, a sort of a topic. And that's really one of my cornerstone programs is good financial management. Because let's face it, uh, when you're an employer or even you're an employee, one of the biggest things is, is pay and salary. And that's always the case. People want more and more money. And the biggest problem is people struggle with savings and struggling with managing their money. And that's why people are not happy. But we'll get into that later on in the year. It's going to be some really good topics on that. And we're really going to have some great conversations. But again, going back to if you're an employer, reach out to me on my website. I'm happy to help you uh, with any needs. And I'm not a traditional outplacement service. I do a lot of very specific um, targeted type programs. And my programs can really be tailored very easily to your working environment. And if you're a student, uh, that's really sort of the heart and soul. If you're a high school senior, not going to college, or not sure what you want to do, and you're a college junior or senior, uh, definitely give me a reach out. We've got some great programs for you to help you make the transition into the working world. Uh, really, it's one of the biggest life decisions you'll ever make is, is getting into the working world. And I think ultimately, when you really sit down and see what we do to help you out, getting you set up with your personal brand, your resume, LinkedIn access, social media help, and, and all those things, follow-up and good communication skills, you'll be at a, you have a clear advantage in the marketplace. And uh, you know, this is 20-some years of me being in the working world. So I'm really taking my talents and helping all of you out and trying to succeed as much as possible. The career programs we have, it's a four-week uh, career planning program. I've got one of my cornerstone programs, which is the Financial Wisdom which is really getting understanding how to manage your money and learning from from my mistakes. Uh, I've got some firewalk seminars and obviously one-on-one -on -one coaching, and that's really where we spend time one-on-one -on -one in in a couple of week sessions, really getting to understand what it is that makes you tick, what's your passion, and how we can get you going in your career. So again, joewu.com, and I'm very much happy to help and look forward to helping all of you. So let's get into the major news here before we get into our uh, big topic. Uh, the major news, uh, especially on the East Coast here, is DuPont is laying off 1,700 employees going through a major restructuring. And you've heard me talk a little bit about this in the past, but this became a reality about a week and a half ago. And the employees got their pink slips uh, this week. Uh, not the best time of year to really do something like this. Uh, you know, it, it's unfortunate, especially the holiday season. But we see this from time to time. Typically, layoffs you see are usually... Uh, mid-year, uh, kind of early fall, but I just, it's, it's disappointing. But again, that's life and we have to understand that you know, when you have a challenge, you got to face it forward and move forward. Uh, but uh, looking forward to getting, uh, helping to get DuPont employees back on their feet. Uh, but you really see it firsthand here in our environment, what it does to an area and, and the impact it's going to have, especially economic impact on things. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, as you might have heard too, the Federal Reserve has agreed to raise uh, interest rates um, that'll probably be happening in the coming months. Um, what that'll probably do is you'll start to see mortgage rates go up a little bit. So if you're interested in any kind of refinancing or mortgages, first-time mortgages or whatever, reach out to me as well too because I do some work uh, with mortgage companies and we can really get you going. 
Um, but that'll be interesting to see how that happens. And the presidential election is really, I think, getting into full swing here. And the Iowa caucuses are coming up in February, and Donald Trump's still leading the Republican Party, and Hillary Clinton leading the Democratic Party. And uh, Ted Cruz is actually leading in Iowa, I think, by 10 percentage points, but you never know what's going to happen. And Bernie Sanders looks like he's coming very close in Vermont, New Hampshire. So it's really going to be interesting to see. I think this is uh, don't seem to have a clear winner here, although Trump and uh, Hillary are really sort of out in the front. It'll be real interesting to see what happens in the beginning of, uh, of the Iowa caucuses. And uh, why do we talk about a lot of these sort of major news? Well, they do have an impact on jobs because really what presidential uh, candidate is really going to be talking job creation, keeping jobs here inshore and farm shoring, uh, and also too with interest rates, you know, it's how you manage your money. So we really want to make sure we bring up these hot topics and sort of major news that way you know what's going on. You probably see it in other news feeds, but we're very clear about bringing up a couple key points that really matter in your, uh, in your career. So let's uh, shift gears a little bit here. And let's actually talk about what's going on in addition to job cuts. Our friends at dailyjobcuts.com, we use them for our source of job information and job cuts. And again, this is very, very important to let people know what's going on um, in job industries, what cuts are happening, um, and, and really you can kind of see industry trends. So we have four companies right now that uh, major companies that are actually experiencing layoffs. Uh, New York Life Insurance Company in their Austin, Texas office. Uh, New York Life is doing some restructuring. There's 50 employees uh, getting pink slips um, this week. Uh, Freightliners Cleveland Truck Plant, 936 employees in the Cleveland area. Really didn't get a lot of information, but uh, we know this is actually coming. And we've heard some information in the past about um, Freightliners, but it is coming to fruition that uh, 936 employers, unfortunately, will be losing their jobs here in the coming months. We'll probably have some more information uh, moving forward. Uh, BNSF Railroad out of Fargo, North Dakota. They're basically a major uh, railroad company in the uh, Midwest, 100 uh, employees in Fargo, North Dakota for cost cutting. And Metro Bank Corp in Pennsylvania. They're heavily in sort of central Pennsylvania around Harrisburg, Williamsport. Uh, 230 employees in the state. They didn't give any specific locations or branches, but uh, we'll see more information in the, um, in the coming weeks. So that's all the major news and uh, daily job cuts. And as we move forward here too, we're going to look at some some restructuring of the show to see what works, what doesn't. So uh, drop us a line on social media. We're out here now actually checking uh, social media to um, see what's going on and the information we've um, we've got right now. Somebody actually posted a question. Uh, we'd like to hear about goal setting in New Year's. Yep, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about there, uh, Bob. So we'll um, we'll get into it as we speak here. Uh, don't see anybody on the line right now. So if you have any interest in calling in and discussing anything career related or you want to talk to me directly, uh, feel free to actually call me. Uh, you can call in at 347-989-0028. That's 347-989-0028. I'm more than happy to take your call and talk to you. Uh, you can call in anonymously. Um, you can use an alias name. Uh, won't ask you for specific information, but we do screen our callers and make sure we don't have any of the um, crank calls. And I guess one of the things of being successful is I'm hoping somebody on Howard Stern uh, may actually uh, may actually call us and do some crank calling here like they've done on the trade shows. That would mean that we've definitely hit another level of success. So uh, we'll see what happens there. So let's get into the New Year's resolutions and why they don't work. Well, let's first kind of talk about what is a resolution. Well, really a resolution is you basically make a, a decision to do something or change something. And, you know, they're really what they are, the resolutions. I mean, 
we sit every New Year's and say, I'm going to lose weight or do this or do that. You know, I'm going to clean my house or I'm going to have clean cars or I'm going to get a better job. And they become something fun and they're not really serious because we say it and then it's kind of like we say it and then it goes away. We don't really um, treat it very seriously. Uh, we don't really have a plan. There's no goal. There's no outcome. And the planning is really poor. We might do a little bit of planning, kind of get a gym membership or get healthy, you know, doing isogenics or Beachbody or do the T25 stuff, but uh, it's just not good. And especially in corporate America. I mean, I, again, as I said, I spent 20 some years in corporate America. And unfortunately, I hate to say it, but the goal planning is atrocious. I mean, there were times where I worked for major Fortune 500 companies. I'm not going to call anybody out, but we, you know, the fiscal year would end December 31st. We'd be still planning our goals by March, and they wouldn't be even be in the system until like end of March. And to me, that's just not good because really, if you're wanting people to achieve maximum results and success as a company, you should have those goals set in stone and actually put in place by January one, if not before. And that's really what it is. And I've worked at major nonprofits where we went four and five months into the year and, and really didn't have any goals. And then we've been updating them too. So uh, it's, it's a real struggle. And I think that's why so many companies struggle because people just don't understand the psychology behind setting goals and taking it very serious. And that's really the first step is really getting in there and doing specific planning, setting very specific goals and, and having an outcome. Like what is your outcome? What do you want out of these goals? And that is really the, the key to this. That's the first start of it. And you know, if I were to look at so many goals, probably eight out of 10 people were to sit down and have goals. Eight out of 10 probably wouldn't be uh, close to where they are. And you'd have one that's probably decent and one that's really, really good and very much on point on their goals. And a lot of these goals don't have any vision or juice. There's no mission or anything like that. And you have to have that with anything you do. You really got to spice them up. And, and that's the fun of it. You can make them anything you want. And you can go very outlandish with your goal. You know, if you can go out there, you know, tenfold. You know, my, my buddy Grant Cardone talks about um, you know, 10x is 10x rule, and basically, um, I think that's key. You know, doubling your goals, tripling your goals, or 10xing it, and and you know, yes, you're out of your comfort zone, but it makes sense to uh, to do that. And I think also too, what what tends to happen, you know, why why we have problems with goals is, you know, we're stuck in the process of them. So much happens that we just need to start writing the goals and refining them. And myself, I, I can be a perfectionist at times, and it's something I've been working on all my life, and I've gotten much better at it in the last two or three years. But I used to get stuck in the process of, okay, I got to get very specific with this goal and get the date, time, and everything. And that's all great and fun. But I would spend hours and hours on it. No, you know, and really what I do is I chunk the goals out. And, you know, if my fiscal year ends at the end of December, I'm already starting to think in mid-October what those goals need to look like next year. And by mid-November, I've got a pretty good rough draft of of where things need to go. And it's hard because you get distracted. You got so many things going on. But to me, goal setting is very, very important. And if you don't take it seriously, it's going to blow your company out. And that's why so many companies fail. And, and if you look at it, that's why so many entrepreneurs fail. What do they say? 80% of all companies within five years close their doors. And, you know, I, I think if I were to look at all the goal setting there, it would probably be pretty, pretty bad. And um, so goals are very important. And they have to move you, too. And I think that's one of the things. People hear the word goals, and they're so tired of goals and setting outcomes and visions and missions, but I think we've overused the word goals quite a bit. And I think we just kind of put a lot of um, very common goals out there that don't have any meaning or aren't really specific. And as I said, they don't move you and it's not good. And, you know, they've been shoved down our throats in corporate America for years at every company. And even with the self-help industry, and there's a lot of great guys out there, well-respected, and there's a lot of guys that have garbage out there and they just shove these word goals down there and have no clue even what they mean. Uh, and they're probably the guy sitting on the couch trying to figure out how they can get you more. But 
again, um, you know, when you got to set goals, you got to be very, very moving. You got to plan and you got to do a lot of good things with them. And as I said earlier, in corporate America, goals are just not done timely and correctly. And and I think it stems from senior management. And, and I've worked with some senior management teams to really help set goals, set visions for departments and, and what it is we want to achieve. And, you know, I think it's up to all of us to do a better job at that. And we often blame other people and say, oh, it's just, you know, the corporate's executives, you know, they're jet setting doing this and that. No. No, if I need to set goals, I'm going to take that risk and stick my neck out there because I want to be successful. And I want to make more money and have a very great, very well career and, and you know, a phenomenal career. And, and that's the ultimate thing. So I think it's up to all of us to really step up and, and hold each and every one of us accountable. And if you're not inspired by your goals, too, you know you're off course because if, if you look at your goal and say, oh, ho hum. You know, you're going to be putting it down. You're not going to be reading that goal at all. And, and you really got to, it's got to move and shake the hell out of you. It really does. And, and that's where I say you juice it up and get real specific and, and spicy with it and have fun. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But I think the, um, the biggest thing is, is, you know, really get out of the process of being stuck with them, have a very good mission and vision. And that's really where you got to start from, especially if you're a department head or C-level employee um, and really, you know, plan the outcome. Just don't think of the, of the goal. What's, what do you want out of that goal? And, you know, for example, you can't just say I'm going to lose weight this year because I've seen so many people say I'm going to lose weight this year. That's my plan. Well, if you think about that, does it really inspire you? No, it does not. It does nothing for me. I, I just look at that as somebody just made a statement and I just think it'd be ridiculous. And that's just a bad, bad example of a goal. And a better goal would be something to the effect of I'm going to lose 30 pounds by June 1st, 2016 and be in re a really healthy state. Not the perfect type of goal, but again, you see, as I've refined that, you know, it's something you can continue to refine and, and juice it up even a little bit more and make it spicy. You can even add stuff in there like, I'm going to look like an Adonis, you know, for a man, or I'm going to look like a goddess for a woman, especially if you get in great health. And, and that's where you start juicing it up and, and spicing it up a little bit. Uh, but I think overall, the biggest thing out of all this, you know, you can do all the planning, outcome setting, getting a good vision, mission, redrafting, rewriting your goals, um, and getting out of stuck in the process. But the biggest thing you're going to need is your why. And this is something that eluded me in my life for many, many years. You know, I had some some reasons why I did what I did and do what I do. But ultimately, um, you've got to have a strong why. And that why is, why do you do what you do? And for me, it's my family. It's, you know, to set up generational wealth for my wife and my two kids and to do something that's never been done before in the history of my family. And think about that. Not just how I said that. It just rolled off the tip of my tongue and like it was nothing. And then, you know, in a way, it's, it's not, excuse me, I shouldn't say nothing, but it's just it just came out very natural. And that's how I speak. So that's really the essence of it is, is that, you know, you've got to be uh, thinking very, very strongly about your why. If you say, well, I do what I do because I want to make money. Well, that doesn't really inspire me. Well, I do it because I want to be a millionaire. That's a little bit different. But again, it's not always all about the money. You want to live a healthy, uh, wealthy lifestyle. Then you got to really um, get specific here and get into your why. And again, that's what you do. So it's something different for anybody. You know, somebody, money might drive you a little bit, but you have got to have a good balance. I think family uh, really is a, is a good value for everybody. And I think also, too, the longevity of life, uh, good health is, is you know, pieces of, of why you do what you do. Uh, but those are really the things that need to drive and inspire you. So with all this, though, um, you know, there's no motivation, no commitment. And I think no wonder why we get into the gym and you know, we have memberships and stop going by, you know, January 20th, mid-January is usually where I see everybody clear out of the gym. And I've made mistakes. I've signed up for gym memberships and stopped and I've kind of done that now. I got very busy getting my, my site set up. 
But again, it's kind of that follow through and commitment. And that's really the trackability too. So your why is very important, but I think also too, tracking your goals and really understanding where you're going and, and where you stand is, is key. So here's what I would do with goals. I mean, this is really sort of my madness to the goals. And I've really kind of simplified this into a, a good process. It involves writing, you know, drafting an outcome, creating those specific measures, uh, resources used, because that's the key too, because you're going to need help in achieving your goals. It's not just you. And, you know, again, keep drafting um, what I call draft number two, revision number two, version two, version three, keep revising, and then the trackability at the end. So my process goes like this. So um, I write down what I want to accomplish. So if I want to start up my own business, you know, I set out some specific goals in there. And it might not be very specific in the beginning, but I write down that I want to launch the JoeWu.com website by you know, January 1st, something like that, and spice it up a little bit. And then I start creating specific measures by each. So what would that mean if I launched a website? Um, what does that look like? You know, what do the pages look like? How clear is it? Um, is everything, uh, there are spelling errors? Is it uh, good content? Are there great, good quality pictures? Things like that. Those are all the specific things you want to kind of put into place in, into your goals. So especially if somebody wants to lose weight, um, you really got to stretch yourself, but you got to be very, you know, very good and realistic and um, putting out specific measures. So especially if you're, creating those specific measures, um, you want to get very specific on timeframes. But that's number two. Number three is have someone review it. Have an outsider's opinion. You know, if you've got a coach or mentor, everybody should have a coach or mentor or, you know, somebody you can kind of really rely on, that go-to buddy or person that you can talk to. Um, that's going to give you an open and honest opinion. And I think this is a really key missing step as to um, refining your goals. Have somebody take a look at it and say, hey, you know, you're way off base or not. I don't get what you're trying to do here. Like, what is it? And that goes a long way. And I've had people do that for me recently and they kind of say, Hey, I don't get it. And then when I see it from their perspective, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see where I'm a little bit off track here. So that's number three. And what I talked about as, you know, before number four is tracking. You got to have trackability on your goals. You got to be able to look at them every single day. And so many people say, Oh yeah, I'll look at my goals. I'll do this and do that. No, there's 80% of the people probably don't even look at their goals on a daily basis. And you know, I'm sure it's somewhere around the range of maybe half and half on a weekly basis, you know, even the corporate environment, let's face it. I mean, you have goals sometimes posted in your cubicle. How often do you really look at them now? And again, that's because we go into all those things of them not being inspiring and not really being clear, but you've got to you know, track and look at your goals every single day. And I have a goal sheet. I look at it every morning when I get up, I look at it every night. Am I on track? Am I not? I've got the tracking spreadsheet that shows all the specific goals. Like for example, if I want to increase you know, Facebook followers or LinkedIn connections or meet new people, I have specific goals to do that. And I'll be able to look at it every single week. And you got to have that meeting and time with yourself to really review where you are so you can make adjustments and get on track. Because if you don't, you're just going to fall behind. You're going to get very, very frustrated. And what's going to happen is then you're just going to turn off and start to go back to where, where you were. So tracking is the fourth. Um, a you know, as I said here, I kind of got uh, jumped ahead a little bit with the review. Um, so look at them every single day. That's number five. Um, you really want to make sure that um, you get in there in the morning and at night and get into that ritual because good rituals really breed good habits. And I think that's very, very key. And the sixth step here is what I call no revisions. And to me, this is one of the biggest, biggest challenges in corporate America. What typically happens is, you know, a company will set a goal and then maybe six months in, seven, eight months into the year, they'll start to revise it a little bit. They'll go, you know, we'll start with, you know, oh, we're going to try to save uh, $500,000 in this division this year. And by mid-year, maybe they've got about 50000 in savings. And what I've seen companies do all the time is they start to retract and close up and close in. And they'll say, well, we're going to revise it to 250000 
And what happens there is everybody starts to back off the accelerator. And I've done it myself and I've actually revised it. And it just came to light a couple of years ago uh, when I was working at one of Fortune 500 companies, you know, we were trying to uh, increase efficiencies and I tried to cut it in half and three quarters of the year, I was like backed off. I was like, oh, we got to really revise this. And again, it might seem like the right thing to do and kind of bring up employee engagement, but you're really doing a disservice to the employees. Because if you think about it, you're basically saying, hey, we'll just settle for less than what we achieved. Because if you don't miss, if you don't make your goal, sometimes that's all part of the journey. Um, if you get close to it, great. But, you know, the key is don't do any revisions with it because I'll tell you, you, you continue to do revisions with your goals, you will lose every single time. Uh, it might not seem like it at the time. You might seem like you have a quick win success there, but that's really all it is. And in time, um, things are going to get out of control and it happens. And, and that's what happened for me early on in my career. I would sort of revise goals a little bit and say, oh, yeah, we missed the target. Um, but no, I would never, never do that. And you really want to step on the accelerator and get people rolled up, rolled up their sleeves even more and work even harder and find out why you're, why you're missing your goals, what's missing there. Most of the time, it's, it's, a, it's trackability and it's keeping people on point with. So let's review my process again here. So again, there's six steps. So the first process is write down what you want to accomplish. Second process is, or second step is create specific measures for each. And again, you're going to refine these things a little bit. The third step, is have someone review them. You know, an outsider's opinion is very key. Uh, coach or mentor, as I said. The fourth step is tracking. You have to put them down. You have to track them twice a day and every single week and every month. And you got to really look at them and go through them and check off the boxes. That's very key. Uh, the fifth step is review. And as I said, again, uh, I think kind of tracking and review goes hand in hand here. So I might even be looking at revising my own, my own sort of way here because they seem to go hand in hand. But um, so I've gotten a couple steps ahead here, but again, the fifth step is review. Look at them every single day. Get into that habit of it. Discipline, and Chet Holmes would always say this, pig-headed discipline. That's absolutely key to do that. And the sixth step is no revisions. I know it's going to be tough to sort of buckle and say, oh, you know, I'm going to you know, revise this a little bit, but do not do that. I, I can assure you that you'll thank yourself in the end. Uh, even if you don't make that goal, you'll still actually get further than you probably were at that point. So let's actually uh, take a quick second break here and shift gears and see if we have any callers. We do not have any callers. Um, we do have somebody on social media here who's actually um, commented here and actually said, so how many goals should you actually uh, set for the year? Well, it's interesting you say that because that's actually our next uh, next segment we we're going to talk about here is um, let's start with a number of goals and what's realistic. Uh, for me, I do three to five main goals as tops. I've actually tried to do 10 goals. And when you really get into so many goals, um, I think any more than three to five or a handful is a mistake because three to five is a good number. I would sort of err on the side of probably four to five. Uh, but if you're really kind of starting out in your career, three goals is good. If you're an established professional, um, that four to five is, is probably the best. Because uh, really, if you get if you get into six, seven, eight, and even 10, I've seen people with 12 to 15 goals. You get lost. There's no way you can track all that. I mean, you have to have a whole entire department to do that. And all you're going to be doing is tracking your goals, and that's just not going to get any work done. So, again, uh, let's recap here. Three to five uh, main goals is tops, probably three on the low end there for somebody just starting out, and five really for a um, person who is kind of an uh, established professional like myself. And, again, write down what you want to accomplish. I start on a piece of paper, and then I transfer it to a, a Word document. I mean, I kind of sketch it out. Sometimes I'll, I'll do it you know, down the beach. I'll go for a drive, go to a park, kind of get out of my environment. 
and it really works well. And you really want to think about your outcome of the goal. What's the reason you're doing the goal? What do you want to accomplish? Like, Where does it tie into the business? Is it revenue generation? Is it saving costs? Those are things that you need to really think about. Um, and you got to be very specific again. So if you say you want to double your team's revenue or your company's revenue, division's revenue, you got to say a specific amount. So if your revenue is, let's say, $1 million, you want to double it to $2 million by December 31st, 2016 at 11.59 p.m. See how that's done? Very specific, time-specific, uh, manageable. Uh, you could put various steps in there to kind of do checkpoints, but it works works really well. And and I love going specific at the times because it's kind of fun. You kind of do the countdown clock. Okay, we're here. You know, we're at that point. And sometimes you've exceeded it weeks in advance, but it's still good to kind of do that. Uh, I think a key point here, too, is resources. Uh, who and what will you need? Uh, who's someone that can actually help you achieve your goals? There's going to be people out there that you're going to need to rely upon. Um, you know, as I said, co- coach or mentor are really going to help you sort of check um, check sort of where you're at with the goals, uh, keep you level-headed, kind of keep your um, keep yourself on point. Uh, but again, you know, you could use someone's facility. So it's kind of finding a resource uh, for your goals. You know, if you want to get away somewhere uh, or go to a beach or go to, um, you know, a quiet area like a Starbucks or something in the early morning or late evening, sometimes there's not a lot of people in there and talk to the person. So it's very key to have resources of people who you can rely upon to help you out, um, with your goals. And even, you know, someone who's actually helped put them on index cards for me or actually uh, typed them up, you know, I've sort of outsourced that piece of it because, you know, I've got a lot of things going on, but it helps out and saves me time. And again, you know, the tracking piece, and again, this is where I said earlier, this is really where we fail. We just don't track, you know, if you've got a tight budget, use Excel. That's what I do. And it's my tried and true method. And I put my goals on a first page of Excel, a first sheet, and then I start doing the trackability there. And, you know, with the trackability, what makes sense is you put your goal on the track sheet, you put your resources that you need, the date you open the goal or the date you started the goal. And typically, you know, January 1st, um, your target completed date. So sometimes you're going to have goals that are going to be quarterly goals where you can kind of achieve them or six months out. And I put target completed date and then update status column where you can say what the current status is and, you know, another status for who you need help from or what you're waiting on. Because uh, it's very key to kind of get the people involved and, and have that column in there to talk about um, who you need to rely upon to get these things done. And as I said, no revisions. Um, and even if, you know, you need to, you made a mistake and said, okay, we're going to save this amount of money in the first quarter. You know, it's a mistake. It's a learning experience. Don't be tempted to uh, push that goal back or what have you. Um, some people even ask me, well, you know, if we're kind of doing really well, should we push the goal up? No. Um, in that case, uh, you keep the goal where it is, and then you might need to make a um, mid-year changes, especially if you kind of knocked out your goals, but then I would say, okay, then those goals really weren't stretching. They were just simple goals you achieved to make you feel good in that time. So again, no real revisions here. Um, stop doing them at a lower level and stop kind of closing them up. Uh, you've got to get it uh, moving because it'll really impact your employee engagement. I've seen that. I've done it myself. So that's uh, all we have on uh, New Year's resolutions and goals and why they don't work. Uh, I really hope that you guys have gotten some really good information on the, on this segment because I think it's real important, especially in the beginning of the new year. Um, we've got to get better at what we're doing with our goals. Um, I think it's sort of uh, a, a really bad uh, thing that's going on in corporate America right now, and it just seems like it's getting worse and worse. And the last couple of companies I worked at, as I said, we didn't have our goals really in there until almost mid-year. Uh, there's one year where mid-year we were actually putting our, our goals in there and revising them. And, and how does that do in play engagement? It doesn't. It's just, it's depressing and it's very sad. 
So again, it's up to all of us to be very, very accountable and stick with that process. I think if you really stick with that six step process, I might actually be looking at revising it to five because as I said, you know, tracking and um, reviewing really kind of go hand in hand. But, uh, you know, if you write down your goals, what you want to accomplish, you know, create those specific measures, have someone review it and get your coach or mentor, you track it every single day, multiple times a day, you review it and you do not have any revisions to it, I think you'll be very, very successful. And, and you got to have that discipline and you got to get to that why. That's the absolute key at all. So I think if um, all the information I've given you here, if anything you've taken out is you've got to have a strong enough why that drives you every single day because then everything else, honestly, is, is much easier to put into play. So again, this has been Joe Wu Radio, the Career Expert Live. I hope you had a wonderful um, session with us here today. Um, checking social media one more time. We don't have any additional questions. Thank you all for those questions. Uh, one thing to note, uh, go out to joewu.com, check it out. Let me know your feedback. But something big that'll be happening uh, next week uh, on Tuesday the 12th at 1130. I posted it on my social media, but I'm going to be interviewed by Neil Haley, and he is a total tutor network and the total education network. And he actually works off of Blog Talk Radio as well. But his um, assistant actually reached out to me and saw all my information and loved what I had, my story. And I'm going to be interviewed on his show. And the show, I think, reaches like some 2.5 million listeners each week. And he's syndicated um, like on 120 channels and he's 180 countries. So things are going to really blow up in a good way for me. And it's been a long time coming, but very, very exciting. And it's persistence. So thank you all again for a wonderful evening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. Um, we'll see you next week. Live amazing, everybody. And thank you again. Bye-bye.